again, good people, and welcome inside another edition of what we call the Adam Jones Podcast from the Baltimore Banner. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's the former five-time MLB All-Star. He is Adam Jones. Today in episode number 49, AJ. R.I.P. to my guy, Wakefield. This is the Wakefield episode, so we're going to bring it. We're going to bring it. Yeah, we'll be joined by former Orioles catcher and their last World Series MVP, Rick Dempsey will be on this episode. We're also going to talk about the playoff-bound Orioles with the Baltimore Baroners' outstanding beat reporter, Danielle Allen Tuck, back on the program. Plus, another award-winning edition. At least we give it an award. It's called Socially Speaking, where you correspond with us and qualify via social media for an Iron Rooster gift card. AJ, now, first of all, we, we got to begin with uh, your travels. Yeah. It looks like you're back at the home base, but... I understand by looking at your Instagram story and some of your wearing what you're wearing right now, if you're watching us on YouTube, that you were at the Ryder Cup. So for those keeping score at home, you've been to the Ryder Cup mm-hmm. and the World Cup this year. Yep. You've been to the Stanley Cup before. I guess you got to check the President's Cup and a few other cups. And you had a few cups of things uh, over the weekend, too. Uh, how was it? Oh, man, it was unbelievable. Um the experience, these are bucket list things. And you see the crowds, how people dress up for it. Like, they go all out. And, you know, it's one the riders every two years, presidents every two years. So next year will be the President's Cup. And it's going to be a great time. I just think that, you know, with the time that I have, and I spent all my summers playing ball, now I got summers off, I'm somewhere. And uh, it's just a blessing and just cool to uh, be able to check these cool things off the bucket list and um, experience them with some really cool people. So... Um, I've the last couple of years, you know, that I've really, really delved into golf and it's just, it was cool to really see those guys bomb the ball, but then also they just, uh, you know, their escapes and then they're putting and they, to do all this with this crowd, it, it's just amazing to see them be athletes. Obviously they come see us all the time, but to go see them, support them, it's uh, it was really cool. And, uh, just glad I did it. I'm, I'm really, really glad I did it. Nothing like seeing them up close. They are so great as you continue to live your best life. And we're all jealous, especially back here in Baltimore, where you will be as you come back to Baltimore for yep. the American League Divisional Series. We'll be at a tailgoat for Jimmy's famous seafood that will get under underway four hours before the first pitch. Hopefully it's an early pitch because Billy Joel's playing later that night. It's going to be a heck of a day in Baltimore on Saturday. And we'll see everyone at Jimmy's famous seafoods tailgoat party which uh, gets underway again four hours before the first pitch oh it's going to be so much fun we are going to have a great time everybody come out let's root on the orioles man it, it's it's been it's been a long time coming it's been what since 2014 that a home game has been hosted so uh, let's enjoy it as as fans and let's root on the orioles who need the support they've been playing a hell of a baseball this year and uh it's it's gonna be fun to see See what happens um, when it's only eight left. And we bring in our featured guest. He is sponsored by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, straight from the Baseball Warehouse, another one of our fine sponsors, Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey, joining us here on the Adam Jones Podcast. Rick, thanks for taking the time, and let's get right into it. Before we talk about the Baseball Warehouse and all that, what has impressed you so much about this playoff-bound Orioles team watching them this year as we're through the regular season? Well, it, there's been so much balance on this ball club. I couldn't believe it from the very beginning. I thought, well, okay, this is just a flash in the pan for a while. Um, we're going to see what happens during the course of the season, you know. But they, they never, they never quit at, at all. They never faded at all. They, they just they kept hitting home runs. It didn't matter how many runs down they were. Offensively, they were a team. I started to notice a lot of good, positive things. You don't have guys going up there taking strike three. I can tell you that right now. That doesn't happen very often. AJ, you know, you don't you find don't do that. <laughs> like that very often. That we, anything close with two strikes, they're hacking, you know, and they're driving the ball the opposite way. They've got a lot of power on this club, you know. Uh, the batting averages, all of them around 270, you know, which is pretty darn solid. You know, one or two guys here above, above um, uh, you know, 300, maybe, I think one or two. But, you know, everybody uh, is just swinging the bat so well. And I love the way this team has come together. There's a lot of camaraderie here. And I see that 
balance too at the same time. And I think that starts from Adley Rushman. He's kind of got everybody coming together all the time. Everybody likes everybody. You don't see it very often. You know, maybe, you know, there's some scuffles every now and then. Who knows? That's the way guys are in the clubhouse. They get on each other. But overall, when they say play ball, this team plays together. And that's why you see so many wins in that win column this year because they got a nice loose ad. You know, AJ, I've seen you go up there nice and loose before. It didn't matter if you were hitting with two strikes and no balls or three and oh. If there's anything come close, bam, you know. You just rocket it. How often do you ever see a team all the way through from top to bottom that is good as this ball club is in such a short period of time? Are the Orioles the story of the season? Because everybody's talking about the Dodgers. They didn't talk about Acuna Betts. That stole a lot of the thunder because, I mean, those are both MVP candidates. But – the Orioles, they kept getting just a little bit talked about and a little bit talked about. Now you got to talk about them. 100, 100 wins? 100 wins. Ain't, you can win your division. The the uh, the Central, those guys won their divisions. This the is second best record team. in baseball, AJ. I like, mean, you you know, me? to go a full season and to do what they're doing hasn't been matched since the days of uh, Brooks Robinson early with the Orioles, you know, and the kind of teams that they have. Frank Robinson, Paul Blair, you know, there were so many good players and not only offensively, but defensively in those days. And they created an Oriole magic that lasted a long time all the way through my era there. We were kind of in the second half of that era, but we played some great baseball. You just don't see that very often. These, these guys come in and they dominated good teams. And all of a sudden these teams couldn't play well against the Orioles anymore. And you, you can't say enough about their pitching too. I know, I know they lost their their their, their closer Felix, and uh, it just um, you know, and all of a sudden Cano comes in, and Cano throws as hard as he does, maybe not as consistently as he does in the strike zone, but everybody's picking up everybody. The starters on this team, the young kids, you know, Tyler Wells. It, it, you look at and and AJ. How often have you seen guys this big and this strong? Take the mound six eight. They got about three or four guys up there six eight, six six, six seven, six five. There, there's like one or two guys under five ten, you know, not under big five, boys. 10, but right at five ten. And they just yeah. have it all together, you know, and they realize they're good and they act like it out there. They're a good ball club and they play well together. So, I want to ask you also is as being a young team. They talked about innings limits. They talked about just all the things that will deter a season. What does this team have to do to win it all, really? I mean, they've done it all. They, they get rest because, you know, they went to a six-man rotation. So they're getting, they're getting their proper rest. So and what does this team need to do to just they're gunning make it? They're this team now. They're, they're trying to put this team down. But, you know, what they really have to do is very be very conscious about their defense. Defense and pitching takes you to championships. I know that for a fact. I played on great offensive ball clubs with the Minnesota Twins where everybody hit over 300. Tony Oliva, Rod Carew, you name it. Those guys just dominated offensively. But when you get into playoff time and they really start focusing on strengths and weaknesses up there, you know, and mixing up their pitches a whole lot better, you got to play good defense in order to make that offense shine. And that's one thing they got to focus on in playoffs. Play strong defensive baseball. Get the double plays when they give you those opportunities. Keep the double play in order on defense. You know that from the outfield. You know, Mm -hmm. get a play over there. Yeah, I'm going to second base. I'm keeping that double play in order help my pitching get out of the inning in one pitch, that sort of thing. It's going to be all about focusing on getting guys out. The pitchers have got to do a good job. Don't try to do things that you haven't done all season long. Don't try to overthrow. Hit your spots. Focus, you know, finesse, finesse. That's what it's all about. Pick the side of the plate you want to throw on. Watch the hitters. What kind of adjustments do they make? You know, these things on defense – 
are really what makes a big difference. That's how the 1988 Dodgers beat the 1988 Oakland A's, who were the strongest team on paper in history. Dodgers the weakest. But when Conseco, McGuire, and all those guys came up with open stances, you know what they're looking for. Middle end fastball so they can drive them. Pigeon-toed, they come up the next time. You know they're looking middle away to drive the ball the opposite way. So you got to pick up little things like that from those teams and you know, you, you, you guess with a pitch here and there, and then you find out what they're going to do with it. They might foul off a good one. Don't go there again, you know. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of things uh, positive, and today's game is different from your game, AJ. Your game was different from our game, too, you know. But there's still the basic fundamentals of the game or you've got to pay attention to the opposition. When A.J. comes up there and you're hitting the fastball good, don't mess with him inside with a middle-end fastball. <laughs> you know, if you have to throw a fastball, you want to keep it down on the outside corner. Make him hit it. Earn a base hit. Give him the, give him the single on the ground the opposite way because all you're doing is setting up a double play. You know, Rick, you don't give that guy a chance to hurt you with the long ball. Go ahead. Rick, I, I know from a fan's perspective about the atmospheric change when it comes to regular season baseball versus the postseason. You guys know firsthand from being there. It's also where you can carve out uh, a legendary name for yourself, like you certainly did in 83, being the World Series MVP. But how does it change when you get to the postseason? Because most of this team hasn't experienced that. You, you forget about batting averages. You forget about those sort of things. You forget about hitting a home run in any particular. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to hit this home run. I'm going to win this game for it. No, you can't do that. You have to focus on doing the things that they allow you to do. You get a fastball down and away in a two-strike situation, you got to hit it to the right side. You know, you drive the ball the opposite way. That was my biggest downfall in Major League Baseball. Baseball, once I became an Oriole, was Earl Weaver said, pull the ball. Well, once you start to pull the ball, it's the biggest mistake a hitter can make because now the top hand is rolling over all the time you're hitting the hundreds of guys. No, look up the middle, look up the middle and adjust. And that's all I did in World Series time was I looked for the fastball, you know, in, in fastball situations, but I always looked to hit it up the middle. That's why I did so much better in playoff and World Series than I did during the season because I tried too hard to hit what Earl Weaver wanted, the home run. I wasn't a home run hitter. I wasn't A.J. A.J. had the power <laughs> to sit back and take a nice, easy swing and hit it 30 rows deep. More of our conversation with Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey here on the Adam Jones Podcast. But first, a quick two-minute break. And a word from our loyal, dedicated sponsors. Hi, guys. Oriole Hall of Famer and ambassador to the baseball warehouse, Mike Bordick here. We are honored and excited to help support the Adam Jones podcast. The baseball warehouse has four locations in Maryland and two in Pennsylvania. We specialize in private instruction, camps, showcases, charity events, Badgers baseball, and one-of-a-kind events featuring current Major League players and Hall of Famers. Our instructors have all played collegiately and professionally, many of whom have reached the major leagues. Check out thebaseballwarehouse.com to learn more and check us out on social media. Also, make sure to check out Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey's Baseball Warehouse opening in Columbia this October. Yeah, it's October 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. I'll be there with many of my former teammates, and I want to see you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
by Jack Daniels. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Now back to our chat with Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey right here on the Adam Jones podcast. Adam and Earl, how would they have gotten along? Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, in all honesty, I think Earl would have respected uh, Eddie. Earl respected uh, Eddie Murray. You know, he liked the, the way Eddie swept. He just didn't mess with guys that were the productive part of his offense. He just never wanted to do that. You know, he would mess with guys like me because he thought, oh, if I get him to hit a few more home runs, he'll he'll be worth his weight because I know he can catch a little bit and boom and go there. But no, I think A.J., the way he played the game, he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been after A.J. to do anything different. You know, he wouldn't have been on him or screaming or hollering at him. He played a solid game of baseball. That's all he wanted. Um, And you you mentioned the 83 um, MVP World Series. How was the 40th reunion, though? I know it's always great when you guys get back together. It's, you know, there's always a saying that, you know, we don't lose a step. It's like riding a bike when the guys get back together. How was it, though? Because guys are getting older. Some guys are falling off. Some guys are passing away. So how is it? um, It's because 40th, and I remember I was there for the 30th. So next year, I mean, it's going to be 50th in 10 years. So how is that when, you know, you know that we're getting older? You know, it's a great question. And I'm glad you asked it because the thing I felt the most when I saw all those guys, I was so happy that they all looked like they were in really good shape. I know we're all up there in the 70s now. So I'm, I just turned 74 the other day. Um, but I was so happy to see everybody was keeping their weight down. They looked physically fit. They were alert mentally, that kind of thing. I know we lost a few like Flanny. He had some issues and and things happened there. I really missed him a lot. And, um, you know, Todd Cruz had some issues outside the ballpark that cost him, I think. Uh, and, um, yeah, I miss those guys. Uh, Sammy Stewart, who was the most fun to play with of any pitcher you ever want to be around. He should have, he should have been a professional comedian after his career was over because this guy could make anybody laugh some of the stuff that he did. But, you know, uh, I was sad to see, you know, guys go in different directions and, and they're not fooling with the right stuff and, and, and drinking the right stuff. And, and it ends up costing them in the long run. But, A.J., really, I enjoyed what everybody looked like. Um, and I was very happy that they were all healthy and all their families were doing well. I missed Richie Dower because, you know, he fell down during uh, after a World Series with Houston in the bathroom, hit his head. He had a really horrible concussion he was in a coma three different times after falling you know he was on the verge right there and he's fighting to come back so um i, I hope that he makes it back to total health i just don't know if it's going to happen though t-bone yeah he still looks like he can play he's the most yeah. fun guy to watch of, of all of them <laughs> because everybody counted him out uh with a couple of teams with the orioles and with the dodgers you know but every time you got in a tough situation, who was the guy to come through for you with a big catch or a great throw to one of the bases or a big hit? And it was T-Bone Shelby. He was just and always in a good mood, you know, never any negativity. He was that kind of player that you had fun being around all the time, and he made the club so much better. Rick, this past week, Everyone got a chance to pay tribute to the late, great Brooks Robinson. You had a chance to speak on Monday yeah. at the ceremony. Take us inside the stadium and what it was like. Watching it on television was unbelievable. I thought the Orioles yeah. and everyone did a fabulous job in honoring number five. They really did. I mean, it was solemn there when we first got there. There wasn't very much noise at all. And everybody was feeling the pain of not having a Brooks Robinson around anymore. Uh, people don't realize how much they missed Brooks Robinson until that day came. You know, now everybody wants to remember the good times with Brooks. When I was first up with Minnesota in 1969, Uh, They didn't talk to rookies when they came into the clubhouse, you know, they didn't want to talk to anybody that was there to take somebody's job. So they didn't treat you too nice. 
One guy came over the very first day, put his hand out and said, hi, I'm Harmon Killebrew. Welcome to the Minnesota Twins. If there's anything I can do to help you, you just let me know. And wow, I was like shocked. Harmon Killebrew came over to talk to me with all those great players, Tony Oliva and Rod Carew. Oh, you know, it was, it's just one of those things. And then I got traded eventually to the Baltimore Orioles and Again, who was the first person to come over and talk to me? Brooks Robinson. Now, Brooks Robinson, you're just never going to find a better person that God ever put on a baseball field. And it wasn't just his defense and the great plays he made and the big hits that he got for this ball club, but his personality just permeated the team, and they became a great, great team together. That's what I thought. The chemistry on that team, once Brooks Robinson got there, everything changed. And that was the kind of chemistry you're seeing with this ball club we're watching with the Orioles right now. I'm hoping that they can get an edge and win this first playoff because the confidence as it goes. Adam, you know exactly what when the team has confidence, you can't beat them. Things just fall in place for them. But Brooks Robinson, you know, I think of the comparisons between the books because we have a couple of World Series records together, you know. And, the, and they, when I was MVP of the 83 World Series, um, I set a record for the most extra base hits in a five-game series. I had five. I found out later that Brooks Robinson had five, so I actually shared that with it. But I was also the only MV, the person ever voted MVP of a World Series that got pinch hit for, not only once, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> There's other differences between me and Brooks. You know, it's, when, when Brooks became such a great player, people would name their children after Brooks. You heard everybody talk about that. When people now, when they see me, they name their dogs after me, their cats, their hands. Adam, Adam has the same issue. Nobody, (laughs) nobody ever named their kid Rick or the Dipper. (laughs) I met a lot of Ricks. I don't know if they were named after you, but I have run into a lot of Ricks. Adam? Um, You, you just, how you spoke about Brooks, um, you played with him, and I know your your era, your generation just had so much admiration for him. Um, and he's the Oriole. He's Mr. Oriole. But push all the way down the line, uh, you got yourself. You got Mr. Palmer, Cal, Brady, myself, Marcakis. I mean, our, our history with the Orioles is so, so, so rich. How do we, as a franchise, you know, I think working back with the organization and just being back in good gracious with, with them, how can we, as a as a, the, the veterans, the alumni, yeah. make the Orioles organization better, better for the fan base, better for um, for everything? Because we have such a rich history, and I got tired of going to New York and seeing their old timers day, going to Boston and seeing their old timers day. I wanted to have the old timers day in Baltimore because we got the same history. You know what I mean? I know we don't have the twenty seven, but you got to you have an extremely rich history, and it's something I've always wanted to preserve because. It, it, it's it's our legacy. Like if it, everything starts with Brooks Robinson, they say, "Oh, Adam, you played the Orioles way." Well, I, I had uh, pretty good teachers. To you know, you walk in wearing black and orange, you know what time it is. Just going there, can I get a day off? That was never a conversation. So I just want to know how do we preserve our Orioles legacy? Yeah. Well, it's work ethic. It starts off with work ethic. When a guy like Brooke Robinson first came out on the field, everybody had an opportunity to see how he worked at his trade, third base, you know, how he fielded the ball, how good he was coming in on the ball. He wasn't patting himself on the back or yelling or screaming. Everybody's got to do the same thing. They only needed to watch him. And to see what he was like when all of a sudden the numbers all started coming together, 16 gold gloves and everything. This is what this organization took on a new face, you know, about the Frank Robinsons that come in and hit the way Frank was. There was never any yelling or screaming or all that false bravado that goes on with a lot of ball comes. One guy comes up, he's got 150 at bats. He's got about three hits and all of a sudden he hits a home run and he's dancing around the paces like it was the 4th of July, you know, but you know, this is where the Orioles started to come together under Earl Weaver. 
and Boog Powell, who had the capability to put up big numbers like Ray. He was MVP of a season also. And all these players started to come together. You couldn't believe there was so many really good players on one ball. Mark Belanger, he did what he was supposed to do, catch ground balls, turn double plays. He was the most fantastic shortstop I ever saw in my career. But, you know, you win ball games with guys that play the game that way. He knew he wasn't going to hit home runs. He needed to hit the ball the other way with two strikes and, you know, keep the ball in play, keep from striking out, walk when you had an opportunity. So many little things. Everybody had their own strengths. And that's what Brooks Robinson, Frank Robinson, Paul Blair, and guys like that brought to the table. They knew what their capabilities were and how they made a, a team strong and how they helped them win. Paul Blair could play right behind the second baseman and still catch a ball on the warning track on a, on a dead sprint. You know, that's talent for you right there. And everybody knew if they stayed within themselves and this team stayed together, they would win some championships. And that's how it all began. And that's how the Orioles got that great reputation. Then we come along from our, our era. And then Cal Ripken comes in there, you know, his very first year, he was MVP of the league that that year too but he started doing things he knew he wasn't as fast as mark belanger you know i think that but his capabilities were he could still drive the ball anywhere in the ballpark out of the ballpark he was a hard guy to get out he did make stupid outs like some of us did you know swinging too hard trying to hit home runs and and stuff and you know what when you see those kind of things and everybody starts to pull together, you're, you're tough to beat. You've been through it for a little while, AJ, where everybody got together uh, and you could tell when they took the field, you felt like a, a locomotive, you know, machine. Mm-hmm. You guys could just run over anybody. And, uh, you know, that's the only way you can keep it is the whole organization has to come together and start bringing in players that play the game as smart as the ones that are already doing most of the producing. Look what happened to the Orioles this year. Wow. It all one time. You don't see that very often. What do you think for time off? Do you think that by them having to get in the extra few days, you know, whatever injuries, we always battling something. You think that, will benefit them opposed to, you know, maybe an older team who they need to continue to play? Yeah, you know, some it works both ways. And, and I can't say I'm smart enough even to this day to say uh, some teams get a long layoff and then they, they start off a, a playoff series and they're so flat. Right now, but they got to stay focused. Watch the ball game. Still look for little things on television that guys are doing that might help you when you get a chance to play them in the next series. You know, they earned a couple of days off right here, but you still got to go out to the ballpark. You can't sit around and be drinking beer and, and celebrating that you won the season. You haven't won anything yet. You put yourself in a pretty good position, which not very many people have, but you still got to focus on watching. You get an opportunity now to watch the games of the teams that you, one of the teams that you might be playing. You better figure out a few things, their strengths and their weaknesses that are going to keep. If you keep yourself focused, then you'll be sharp. When that opportunity comes, you won't forget to call that pitch that you were thinking you would have called in that situation. Little stuff like that. It, it matters. You know, you've watched television when you know you had a big series coming out, you see a guy, oh, my God, he drove that ball pretty good. I may not play him as shallow as I, as, as I might have, you know, in a situation with men in score position. Who knows, you know? But the smart players are the ones who will pay attention to the other team and not worry so much about what you're going to do when you get your opportunity, but you got to start first at what you're going to keep them from doing. Rick, got to ask you about you being back in town now on a semi-regular basis. You have the Rick Dempsey Baseball Warehouse Grand Opening coming up in Columbia. Tell us all about that and what you got going in that department. Well, a, a guy came up to me who's had some pretty good experience at teaching young kids how to play baseball, Matt Morris. And he invited me uh, into a, a bit of an organization, a very successful baseball man, who, uh, who can get the kids real excited about wanting to play baseball. So it's growing and growing and growing. And he invites me to come in as one of the, the owners of uh, 
a, a baseball warehouse. So now I've got Rick Dempsey's baseball warehouse. It gives me also an opportunity to come back into Baltimore a couple of times a month and spend two weeks every month here, you know, working with kids. I still love being able to tell kids the real way that you're supposed to play this ball game. Yeah, I know we go to the analytical stuff nowadays, and it, it's hard for me to watch instructors telling young players, oh, uppercut, uppercut, uppercut. Teach them how to hit first the right way, and then, you know, if they want them to swing up, then maybe they'll be a little bit more equipped to do that. But you still have to learn how to hit a baseball the proper way down and through the ball, boom, makes the ball go up a little bit higher. Ask AJ, he had enough home runs. He knows what that feels like. Yeah. Um, with with you being with the Baseball Warehouse and then you tie in now the 30-year lease finally getting signed. Oh, yeah. Uh, no more Nashville rumors. Um, it's, this is a bigger two-part question is, you know, you're going to be around in Baltimore with, with uh, Baseball Warehouse. The order's going to be back. What does this mean for the fans, though? Ultimately, they've been through the ringer. Let's be honest with ourselves. They've been back and forth. We don't go over to Nashville. Are we trying to win here? Are we but, yeah. so with the last? I think the last six months they finally be like, got a good team. We love our future. I mean, you look at the the pipeline they have in the minor leagues; it's ridiculous. Fans aren't just thinking about this Orioles team; they're thinking four or five years because you got Jackson lurking in AAA. So the importance of just everything, the atmosphere for Game One, the fans of Baltimore, the lease. Do you think just everything's coming together at, at the right time? Yeah, you know what? Everybody wants to win, Adam, and uh, it's no different here in Baltimore. And what happened when the Brooks Robinson, Boog Pal era came in, uh, they developed an Oriole magic. Magic, I mean, like uh, there was no fear in, a, in that ball club about being down four or five runs halfway through the game. They knew they could come back and win, win baseball games. And that's what we're creating again here now. The fans know what it was like when this team had that Oriole magic. And it was so much fun coming to the ballpark, watching these guys play, because it didn't nat- matter about the, the names on the back of the shirt. What it mattered was the names on the front of the shirt were winning. And that just created a lot of excitement. Now, our era comes along with Eddie Murray, Cal Ripken, and a lot of the great players you know from that era. And the same thing started all over again. You win in 95 to 100 ball games every season. Now they're very excited about going to the ballpark, bringing their kids out to see who their idols are at that time and who are the better players. And, at a, and now, you know, they go through a stretch where – they're, they're losing 100 games every year, and, and everybody loses interest, and you see two 2,500 people at a ballpark. You know, that's, uh, that hurts. That really – it even hurts the old players when you see something as pathetic as that. And then all of a sudden now a couple of the right players show up, and that energy starts to build. And the next thing you know, they're coming from behind winning ball games. They're developing new guys coming up out of the minor leagues who just seem to fit right in. There's no adjustment period in there. They fit right in. Look at O'Hearn. We pick him up in a trade, and this guy, holy smokes, you know – who hits the ball like that guy does? He rips the cover off the ball. And so many good young players all at the same time now have come together. It's going to be tough to beat these Orioles because they've got everything here, here, here. And, and it's hard to beat teams like that. You don't, you don't even want to Very face true. them. Really. Very true. Well, times are a-changing for the right way here in Birdland. We're grateful for that. Grateful to have you on the podcast. And Looking forward to working with you in the baseball warehouse moving forward, Rick. Thank you guys very much, AJ. It is so good to see you. Thank you. you. Thank All you. Right. All right. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Go O's. All right. Rick. All right. There he is, Rick Dempsey. And I know you love Adam to pick the brains of the veterans like Dempsey. Oh, man. I, when I was there, I mean, that's all I did. I was I had I was fortunate enough again, have Dempsey, have Palmer around all the time. So and Boog, like you'd be a fool not to just pick their brains. They've been in all these situations. Um, you know, he said he's he's played in games that I've wanted to play in. So, you know, when we got in the playoffs out in there around, I'm asking him, hey, how do you how do you relax in this situation? Like you said, like you've seen, he said that, you know, ego goes out, batting average goes out handle the situation. You can hit 180 in the World Series in the playoffs and get the runner over, get the guy in, 
you can do all the small things. So um, the Orioles have a team that does all the small things. Now they just have to continue to do that and they'll be fine. So, but it's, it, I love, I love Dent's energy and he was a crowd favorite. I mean, that's why I wanted to ask him well, about, is, yeah. the, the, about the crowd and the fans because he meant so much to him and still does because he brought that energy and uh, you know, it, it, the Orioles, like I said, the Orioles legends, got to have them and let's bring back this oreo magic when an injury throws you a curveball the sports medicine specialist from the university of maryland orthopedics can get you back in the game quickly and safely their team of physicians athletic trainers and physical therapists provide proper diagnosis faster recovery and better results for patients of all ages home to some of the most advanced technology in the region university of maryland orthopedics serves as the official medical provider for the maryland terps and umbc retrievers same or next day care is available at the camden yards warehouse and other convenient locations across maryland for more from visit umortho.org that's umortho.org by effective solutions your one-stop shop for commercial contracting everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration effective solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction like leak investigation framing trim carpentry insulation drywall painting wallpaper flooring masonry waterproofing paving tree removal and much more with a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality effective solutions delivers Every time. Buy G Leaf Medical Cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award winning coffee just for signing up. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Let's move along to our For the Birds portion brought to us by the Baseball Warehouse, where you can see Rick Dempsey. We bring in straight out of Ithaca College, where I was a graduate. It took me four and a half years. Didn't take her as long. She is Danielle Allentuck from the Baltimore Banner, their beat reporter. Thanks for being back on the podcast. I got two straight questions for you coming right out of the gates. That ALE celebration, take us inside the locker room. Was it as messy as the clinching of the playoff berth? And uh, also, there were a couple of guys who were, quote, unquote, under the weather. And I know Adam played in games when he was hungover. So what's the deal? I don't think the celebration was as big as the playoff clincher. Um, I think they knew they had a game the next morning. It wasn't, you know, like they had a plane to continue the celebration on this time. I I think for the AL East title, they did a lot of celebrating where the media could not see. So <laughs> I think that they did it a little smarter. Um, yeah, there were a couple of players under the weather. I think Adam can probably speak to that better than I can from experience. Yeah, what do we do is we uh, we go and get a club and reserve it and don't allow anybody. I think I allowed Rock to come to ours, and I was like, <laughs> you can't tell anybody. You don't know nothing, okay? Take this shot and have some fun. Um, just how, how's 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 the last uh, say the, the last few weeks? How is this atmosphere going into? Okay, they clinched uh, early mid September, um, but obviously we all knew they were going to be in the playoffs. But how's it just knowing that? Okay, we're playing extended baseball. The fans, the last. Uh, last few homestands were unbelievable in attendance, uh, you know, sell out on the Saturday, uh, uh, last Saturday. And then Sunday, the final game of the season was, was almost 40,000. So just, just the atmosphere and are the guys getting ready and getting relaxed uh, and, and basically just, you know, knowing that playoffs, they're here now. So let's, let's, uh, let's kick it in gear. I mean, speaking to the attendance part first, I mean, I think it's their highest attendance since 2017. So the fans have really come back. I was really impressed on Sunday that in a game that did not matter on an NFL Sunday, there were so many fans there. I think it was like 26,000, which was really impressive, the atmosphere that they had there. Um, As for the players, you know, you definitely saw a little drop off after they clinched the East. I mean, that's to be expected. You know, they were kind of taking a lot of their starters out and giving breaths. 
Uh, but what you didn't see was a noticeable drop off in the work they were doing, which was impressive, uh, or the talk that they were doing. You know, they knew that those games didn't matter, but you saw a lot of people talking about, you know, specific things they wanted to work on and to clean up. You know, Kyra Bradish still pitched on Sunday, even though he didn't need to, just because he wanted to go through his pregame routine one more time. He's the probable game one starter on Sunday, Saturday, excuse me. So he knew that he wanted to get that in one more time. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick about the fans um, and obviously the signing of the 30-year lease, finally. What was the atmosphere and the talk around them? Because obviously the fans have been getting, you know, uh, not the best information, I shouldn't say, on, on a daily basis. So how how have they been receptive to now that they know that Nashville is sure in a hell, not a possibility? I think there's still some confusion. And I think when the initial announcement came, there was a lot of confusion. I mean, you guys have both been at Camden Yards. You don't necessarily have the best sound system and scoreboards. It was a little hard to read in that moment. Um, speaking from somebody who was sitting right there and had a hard time understanding what was happening, even though I know the intricacies of everything. Um, but I think once word started to spread, fans were excited. And then the next day when it came out that the lease isn't actually signed yet, it's just sort of an agreement. There's some confusion. But I think generally now there's optimism that it's going to happen. Just it's a matter of when, not if at this point. So I think fans are really excited to have them here. I think that it goes hand in hand of how well the team has been playing. I think, you know, if the team wasn't coming together like it is, fans may be like, okay, let's get the team out of here. Like we're over it. But, you know, I think generally the city is very happy right now. And going back inside the clubhouse, I noticed John Angelos took the safe route this time and declined to speak with you assembled media from the, the uh, what is it, the fourth estate? Yeah, he, he did make sure to get himself covered in champagne, though. Oh, yeah, he took it. He took it like a man. Now, I, I got to ask you, it's the overriding question all week. Playoff, layoff, concerns. It's something that all the players and the manager are going to be asked about. You know, because you guys, Adam knows this, you get in this routine where you're playing almost every day. And now we're talking about a longer break than the All-Star break. But that's the way, I mean, there's nothing else Major League Baseball can do to accommodate. Yeah, and to borrow the words from manager Brandon Hyde, I mean, he was like, everybody needs a break. There's no doubt about that, the pitchers especially, but five days is a lot. Um, and I think that they have a plan in place um, all week. You know, they had workouts, live batting practice, you know, anything they could to try to simulate, you know, what it would be like, but nothing comes close to the actual game. So I think it will either, you know, I think if they get out in the first round, everybody's going to be like, oh, it was too much rest. And if they get through the first round, everybody's going to be like, oh, just enough rest. They're good. So I don't think that there's any in between there. Um, it was announced Bautista is uh, having surgery and is going to miss next year. Um, obviously, we were talking about earlier about, you know, could they announce it earlier? Why did they prolong it? Because I, I believe it was a small tear. So they were maybe like, hey, we shoot it up a little bit. We might have a possibility. You've seen him, you've seen him continue to throw. Um, with him out next year also, I've seen him, they signed up a two-year deal, which I think is great to tell him that, hey, we want you back. We want you to rehab. Don't worry about anything. What's going to, what, what do you think the closer situation is going to be? Closer by committee? Is it going to be Cano? Um, is it, you know, obviously with the rules of how you have to face three. So, you know, what do you, what do you think is going to, is going to happen? I think they're going to keep doing closer by committee. I think Cano will kind of be their go-to guy, but what they've been doing recently, which I really like, is they're facing him. They're throwing him out there for whenever the top of the order or middle of the order is coming up. So in the clinching game, you know, he pitched the eighth inning, I believe, because that's when the top of the order was coming. And they used Tyler Wells for the ninth, knowing that Tyler Wells would have a better chance against the batters that were coming up then later in the order. So I think Hyatt's going to be really strategic about it. Um, I think we will see D.L. Hall in more late innings. Um, Shintaro, depending on, you know, which way he's trending that week, I think we could see him too. Danny Coulomb's proved a lot this year. So I think that they have a lot of options. I think Cano would just be the go-to guy. Danielle, the most valuable Oriole was Gunnar Henderson. Was that your vote? Now we can talk about it. Now the voting has been revealed. I know he was in the running. Some of us on the podcast may have went with Santander, but you couldn't go wrong with either. So I actually went with Kyle Bradish. And oh, okay. couldn't go wrong with him either. I have seen bad pitching teams that have no starting pitching. And I don't think you realize how valuable having a starting pitcher who takes the ball every five days throughout most of the year and puts up good numbers and puts your team in a spot to win all year. I think that is more valuable. And I'm not 
take anything away from Gunner or Santanaire, but I just think that, you know, with the way this team is lined up, if Gunner hadn't stepped up, somebody else probably would have. So it would have, you know, may not have been as strong, but I think Kyle is harder to replace than Gunner is. So what's your list? What was your list? Kyle Bradish, Gunnar Henderson, Adderley. All right. There's, there's no, there was no wrong answer. No. I mean, if you went with Bautista, if you went with Cano, if you went with uh, a guy that was a wild card, it, it is O'Hearn. You know what I mean? Just imagine if he's not on this team, adding a different toughness, adding, you know, 20-plus home runs, 80 RBIs. That's huge. So, yeah, you're not wrong. No choice I think is wrong this year. And last thing for us, just for clarification, no matter who's left off this playoff roster, there's going to be some disappointed players, no doubt. You can change it from round to round, correct? Yes. Okay. And do you expect that to be based on who the opponent is? Is, is that the way you think Brandon and I will do it? I, I think so. I think the first round um, when it comes to position players is pretty straightforward because they have to cut two guys off the roster. So I think Heston Kirk said is the guy who goes just because he's a guy they don't necessarily trust in the field and they don't trust him running the bases. So all he can really do is hit and he's only been really pinch hitting and it's I mean, he's only been up here for 10 games, I think. So I think he's kind of the obvious choice there. I think when it comes to pitching, it gets a little more difficult. And that's where we'll see changes. I think, you know, you don't need more than one or two starter torn turn relievers in the bullpen. And I think that right now they have maybe three that could be in there. So I think that we'll see Kyle Gibson in there. And I think Jack Flaherty versus Cole Irvin could kind of be the one that it comes down to. But I think that it will change up, you know, as the series goes and see, you know, how pitchers are feeling. She graduated uh, a little bit after me from Ithaca College, Danielle Allen Tuck from the Baltimore Banner. Good to catch up with you once again and go Bombers. Thank you guys. Go Bombers. Thanks for your time. You didn't know that we went to college. No, I didn't Different know you went to college. Different decades. All right, let's get into some socially speaking as we wrap up this episode number 49. Again, rest in peace, Tim Wakefield. You can always reach the Adam Jones podcast via Twitter, or I'm sorry, X now. I'm still trying to get it straight. Along with Instagram, I know, and Facebook, at Adam Jones Pod, at Adam Jones Pod. If we read one of your correspondences on the air, you qualify for an Iron Rooster gift card like Carson, who reached us via Instagram, Adam. AXM Carson asking, if you were Brandon Hyde, would you yeah. use a four-man rotation, starting rotation? If so, mm. which four pitchers? And this, I mean, was before the playoffs started. So I think we all presume that it will be, as we've been talking about, Bradish starting in game one. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, you mean, because you, you got Gibby, who, you know, top, top, uh, wins in American League experience. You got Bradish who's just throwing the ball extremely well. You got Kramer's been throwing the ball well. You obviously have Grayson, who is just as dominant as anybody in the game right now. It's a good problem to have for for uh, for Brandon Hyde, and you know I, I think he's going to create uh, just a rotation that fits. Um, you know, some pitchers might pitch better on the road. Uh, it depends on who you face with Tampa or. Uh, Texas, uh, two different road teams. Um, so it, it's it's going to be a lot of strategy. I know that guys are, uh, I know guys are going to be ready for it, and and, and going to not seeing the schedule. And they're you know it's going to be interesting to see who throws in the simulated games because who throws in those games can dictate who's the rotation. So it's just going to be see. It's going to be interesting the next couple of days to uh, to see the lead up going into it and. It's going to be rocking on Saturday night. Whoever's whoever gets the ball game one. Saturday afternoon. Saturday oh, sorry. night. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I did see something with the schedule change. Saturday afternoon. So it's, they have, yeah. you know, as we record this, they have not announced the time, but we know there's a Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks concert at the Ravens Stadium okay. that night, and we know in past history you can't have two simultaneous events down there in that area. It just won't withstand that. So. Very true. Okay, it's going to so be, be an afternoon game. I will. Yeah, I might go to Billy Joel. <laughs> I like <laughs> Billy Joel. Joel. I might go to Billy right. Joel. I was time him. to get out of here. We want to thank our loyal, <laughs> dedicated sponsors. Go out and support these fine folks. Hi, guys. Oriole Hall of Famer and ambassador to the baseball warehouse, Mike Bordick here. We are honored and excited to help support the Adam Jones podcast. 
The Baseball Warehouse has four locations in Maryland and two in Pennsylvania. We specialize in private instruction, camps, showcases, charity events, Badgers baseball, and one-of-a-kind events featuring current Major League players and Hall of Famers. Our instructors have all played collegiately and professionally, many of whom have reached the major leagues. Check out thebaseballwarehouse.com to learn more and check us out on social media. Also, make sure to check out Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey's Baseball Warehouse opening in Columbia this October. Yeah, it's October 8th from 1 to 5 p.m. I'll be there with many of my former teammates, and I want to see you there. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, Charm City's favorite crab cake destination. Local sports fan? Experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate. Cheer on the Ravens with iconic live performances, an open bar, and mouth-watering eats. Can't make it? No worries. Bring the same food that caught the attention of the Food Network right to your doorstep. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones Podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. By Hollywood Casino Perryville. For some, it's a game of chance, but for you, it's a game of choice. Hollywood and Barstool are bringing you more ways to bet in Maryland. Catch all the action in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville at the Barstool Sportsbook or bet online with the Barstool Sportsbook app. When you download the Barstool Sportsbook app, register and wager, you can get up to $1,000 bonus cash, plus up to $1,000 when you sign up and wager in person at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Play from anywhere and get up to $2,000. The choice is yours. Must be in the state of Maryland to wager and over 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. When an injury throws you a curveball, the sports medicine specialist from the University of Maryland Orthopedics can get you back in the game quickly and safely. Their team of physicians, athletic trainers, and physical therapists provide proper diagnosis, faster recovery, and better results for patients of all ages. Home to some of the most advanced technology in the region, University of Maryland Orthopedics serves as the official medical provider for the Maryland Terps and UMBC Retrievers. Same or next day care is available at the Camden Yards Warehouse and other convenient locations across Maryland. For more information, visit umortho.org. That's umortho.org. By Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. Buy G-Leaf Medical Cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical Cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. You know, it takes a lot of hard work to be a professional football kicker. I would know. I am a professional football kicker. So when I need the energy to get through a tough practice, I get a cup of coffee from Royal Farms. Royal Farms' new coffee machines grind fresh beans and brew them for a perfect cup every time. It's the freshest coffee in the world and just the kick I need. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Also, thanks to senior executive producer Chip Franklin for putting this episode together. Go out and subscribe to the Baltimore Banner. Until next week, be real, be kind, and go up.